0: The book details how two powerful and extremely rich families, the Vanderbilts and the Rockefellers, handled their money after they died. What did they set up? Now, the Vanderbilt fortune was lost by the next generation, and the Rockefeller fortune is still around today, many generations later. Mm -hmm. One of the differences, the Rockefeller's fortune has a family office to lend money to the Rockefeller descendants. If they pay back their loans, they can keep borrowing. If they don't pay back a loan, then they can't borrow anymore. The key is that the trust buys whole life insurance, dividend paying whole life insurance for every Rockefeller descendant. Are you ready to turbocharge your financial IQ? Hey friends, my name is Murray Miller and I want to welcome you and your family to the Family Business Podcast where every episode is designed to keep you focused and on track to live a life free of financial stress, worry, and fear. Would you like to know the exact powerful money strategies that not only our immediate family has implemented, but also our extended family of thousands and thousands of people around the world. Well, then let's get on with it and let's begin building a financial wall around your family. Hey guys, welcome back. Murray here, and I am excited to be back as always. And today I've got something very special for you. I will tell you that before I get started, I want to mention that I have been playing around with AI with my podcast, and I'm going to do something today that's kind of going to blow your mind. But somewhere in this podcast, you're going to hear me talking, and it's actually not going to be me. And I want you to just point out... When you know in your comments, I know a lot of you guys like to send me text messages and uh, DMs. I want to hear which paragraph that I actually did not speak that I used AI for. See if you can find it within this podcast. And this podcast is going to be a good one. And this is actually me, but you're going to hear this AI is so cool. I was actually trying to figure out. Did I actually say that (laughs) or was that AI that did it because I was recording it and then I was having it um, re-recorded by the AI. So anyway, that's coming up. Today, I'm going to be talking about the power of a specialty kind of life insurance. Now, I know I've done episodes in the past on my favorite type of life insurance for building wealth, which is Indexed Universal Life. But today I'm going to highlight something completely different. This is going to be on dividend paying whole life insurance, which if you're not a you know life insurance person, you don't know what the difference between term is and whole life and index universal life and variable life. It doesn't really matter because on this episode, this one particular type of life insurance that I'm talking about can do some really special things, especially when you're building a real estate portfolio so dividend paying cash value whole life insurance structured properly can be a powerhouse in certain niches like college funding or creating your own personal banking system or estate planning but today as i mentioned we are going to be talking about the tremendous value when it comes to building your real estate portfolio So my experience has shown me that cash value, dividend-paying, whole life insurance is a very versatile financial tool that can be strategically used to leverage wealth-building opportunities. One of the most compelling applications of this financial vehicle is its utilization as a leverage source for real estate investing, which provides several advantages over traditional methods like, for example, home equity line of credit, referred to as a HELOC. Cash value dividend paying whole life insurance is a type of permanent life insurance policy that offers both a death benefit and a cash value component. So, over time, the cash value will accumulate as you pay your premiums. So, a portion of your premiums is covering the death benefit and a portion is going into a cash value account that's earning interest. This cash value can be withdrawn or borrowed against while the policy remains in force. Now, Leveraging this cash value for a real estate investment involves borrowing against the policy's cash value, which is often referred to as a policy loan. Here's how it works. If you're regularly paying your premiums into a whole life policy, it's going to build up cash value over a period of time. And as you continue to pay those premiums, that cash value grows tax deferred. So it continues to grow and compound. Now, you can then borrow against the cash value within the policy. The borrowed amount incurs an interest rate, which is typically lower than HELOC rates and is typically fixed, which HELOC rates are not. So here are some of the unique advantages of using it for real estate investing. The borrowed funds, which are typically tax-free in contrast to a HELOC, which may not be tax deductible, and policy loans generally have fixed or predictable interest rates, I should say, providing more stability in the financing costs compared to HELOCs that have the variable rates. Furthermore, borrowing against your cash value does not affect your credit score, unlike HELOCs, which usually impact your credit rating. Also, the policy loans are non-recourse. This is huge because what that means is if you don't repay the loan or you can't repay the loan for any reason... No harm, no foul. The insurance company will deduct the outstanding balance from your death benefit. This ensures that the beneficiaries are not left with your debt burden. Additionally, because these policies offer death benefits, this provides additional financial security to the beneficiaries while you build your wealth through these real estate investments. So wait until I get to this. You're going to love this. I think it's obvious that many people have invested in real estate to build wealth. I mean, a lot of well-known people like your Elon Musks of the world who own 100 to 200 million dollars worth of real estate. And even when Ray Kroc, the co-founder of McDonald's, uh, built his empire, he had significant real estate investments, mainly in McDonald's franchise locations. His real estate portfolio was estimated to be worth billions. Bill Gates has a diverse real estate investment portfolio that has substantial properties in it. And even, you know, Jeff Bezos, the Amazon guy, he definitely has a lot of money tied up in real estate. According to the statistics that I could find, it's hundreds of millions of dollars. But um, you know, I've talked about People like Robert Kiyosaki, who is a prominent advocate of the real estate investment market, he has been known to have very significant real estate portfolio. As a matter of fact, his entire book that was the bestseller that kind of put him on the map, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, was based on leveraging your HELOCs, your equity in your properties to buy additional properties and build your wealth that way. So you might be wondering, how do I utilize this cash value dividend paying whole life insurance to leverage my real estate investments, and there are several advantages to this, including tax benefits, including predictable interest rates, including having no impact on your credit scores, which I mentioned. While the approximate real estate holdings of these guys that I mentioned, Elon Musk and Ray Kroc and Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos and Kiyosaki and all these guys vary, I will tell you that it is a tremendous value to have real estate in your wealth building portfolio. You need to consider having real estate, and this is a way that you can leverage the cash value of a life insurance policy that's structured properly and use this strategic approach to enter into and expand your own real estate investment endeavors. So this offers you financial flexibility. It offers you long-term planning opportunities. Now. Obviously, it's essential to consult with an experienced advisor in this area to explore the suitability of this strategy for you, but I will tell you, it will provide you a lot of leverage. And as always, you can always contact me to ask me questions. I'm here to help you guys. You know that. So. I want to tell you a quick story to demonstrate the long-term value of these policies. There is a book that was recommended to me last month that's called What Would the Rockefellers Do by a guy by the name of Garrett Gunderson. Great read. Has some incredible examples of the benefit of using a life insurance strategy in the wealth accumulation and sustainability of your wealth at the same time. The book details how two powerful and extremely rich families, the Vanderbilts and the Rockefellers, handled their money after they died. What did they set up? Now, the Vanderbilt fortune was lost by the next generation, and the Rockefeller fortune is still around today, many generations later. One of the differences, the Rockefeller's fortune has a family office to lend money to the Rockefeller descendants. If they pay back their loans, they can keep borrowing. If they don't pay back a loan, then they can't borrow anymore. The key is that the trust buys whole life insurance, dividend-paying whole life insurance for every Rockefeller descendant, so that if they don't pay back their loan, the life insurance will pay back the trust when they die. That is how the Rockefeller fortune always has money, generation after generation. Now, some key points are that whole life is a certainty. As long as you pay your premium, when you're gone, it will pass on a certain guaranteed amount of money when you die to your descendants. Side note, I always suggest to my clients and students to be sure to get whole life insurance from a well-established company, typically one that's been around At least a hundred years if not more and those are the only companies that i want to do business with myself why because they've already gone through the test of time including the depression including you know market variances including all the things that happen in the stock market natural disasters wars etc they've been through it all and they're still here i think it's also super important to point out that there are ways to structure a policy so there is more cash value up front so if you're not in need of life insurance for the death benefit, you can structure these properties to have the properly, excuse me, to have the lowest possible death benefit allowable by IRS code in order to make the policy work and that it's a solid life insurance contract. Another thing I thought was interesting is Gunderson, the author, suggests that you get as much insurance as you can when you are trying to qualify for the insurance because obviously you're never gonna be younger than you are right now, and you're never gonna be probably in better health than you are right now for most people. So if you can get more insurance now, it's going to be less money than it would be down the road. And that means more goes into your assets and your wealth, which ultimately means more peace of mind, and it frees up money for other opportunities for you. What do I mean by that? Well, let me give you an example. If you were to start a charitable trust, So if you have a building that's worth a million dollars and you sell it, you have to pay somewhere between $200,000 and $300,000 in taxes. However, if instead you donate the building to the charitable trust, a portion of that asset that you donated is tax deductible. In addition, you only have to donate 10% to the charity, which is a lot better than 20 to 30% to the government in taxes, which means 90% goes to you so you set up this trust so that you are the first beneficiary and the charity is the second beneficiary. This is a great strategy. This is nothing new. It's just a lot of people don't know about it. Now you can use that additional money to pay for the whole life insurance so when you die your heirs or trust gets the money replenished tax-free. That's why this strategy is so cool. You get to give your money away, spend more money than if you didn't give your money away, and the life insurance returns the gift back to your heirs tax-free. Another example that he pointed out in the book is that you can actually live a better lifestyle based on the fact that if you had, let's say, a million dollars in your IRAs and your property, And you don't feel comfortable spending it all when you retire because you're fearful that you might run out of money before you die, which I think a lot of people go through that. However, if you had a whole life insurance policy that was a million-dollar death benefit and you had a million dollars in IRAs and property, you then can spend down your assets knowing that if you died, your heirs will receive the legacy money that you still have in the life insurance policy. And in addition, if you spend all your assets down, you're still alive, you still have your life insurance, and you need more cash, you can tap into your whole life insurance and use the cash value with loans or withdrawals to continue your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. One last notable thing that he points out is the strategy of becoming your own bank. You know, utilizing and borrowing the cash value in your whole life insurance policy and paying it back as if it was a bank and you are actually the bank. The nice thing is that you don't have to fill out an application. You don't have to go to the bank to get the money. You don't have to do anything like waiting for an approval. Within a couple of days, you can take the money out of your own life insurance policy because you're in charge of it. And in addition, when you borrow money out of your cash value life insurance, the money, still accrues dividends because you're borrowing from the general fund of the company as opposed from your own cash value, which has a set minimum rate as if you didn't take out the money at all. That is very cool. So you borrowed the money out. You're still earning interest and dividends on the money as if you didn't borrow it out because you used it as leveraged. You borrowed against the cash value, leveraging the amount of money that you had in the cash value account which came out of the general fund of the company. In addition You never got taxed on the money when you borrowed it out because it's a loan, so you're not taking a withdrawal, you're taking out a loan. This is very cool. And the interest rate, although it might be higher than a loan from the bank, or maybe not depending on your credit score, but it's way more convenient and you don't have to pay back installments to a bank. You can pay back installments to yourself as if you were the bank. There's a lot of flexibility in that. It's your choice how you want to structure it so that is it for today's episode now i'm wondering did you hear the one paragraph that i did through ai can you um just send me a text message or a dm or an email if you want or even call me i don't care it's all good um and let me know which paragraph you thought was ai and then i will be happy to explain the technology as a matter of fact if you really liked it i can just do an entire episode using ai the only thing I'm not even going to tell you the only thing because that that'll that'll give it away you'll figure out which which paragraph it was but um, let's see what you can do with that I hope you really enjoyed this episode if you have any questions as always you can get in touch with me you know how to do that you can hit our website which is thefamilybusiness.info there's all my contact information there all our episodes are there um, there's a lot of great information there so if you haven't been there go ahead and head over to that website and check it out and. By all means, pass this information off to your friends and family and the people that you work with, the people that you love, and let them know that this, um, this podcast is out there to help people and to help build your financial security and build that financial wall around your family. That being said, thanks for being with me today, guys, and I look forward to talking to you next time. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Family Business Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about how you can join our growing family and begin implementing the success principles to building a financial wall around your family, you can go to the familybusiness.info forward slash call, and you can schedule a call with us because we have saved a spot at the table for you. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your family and the people that you care about, and we would love it if you would take a second to give us a five-star review to help future family members just like you find us I leave you with this in life you don't get what you deserve you get what you believe plan and expect let's do this